Hello and welcome to One Taste, the Taste of Sex Reality Audio 2.1. I'm your host, Sean X, and we're once, joined, once again joined by Amy, Shara, Sean and Sasha, and Greg. How are, you, how are all you guys doing? Wonderful. Excellent. Good evening. So, so we were having a lot of conversations before we actually went on air, and one of the things that we were talking about was people who are dating. You have a couple boyfriends, you have a couple girlfriends, and you're going out on dates with them and stuff like that. And so I actually wanted to start with you, Amy, uh, and sort of look to you, because you were telling us about this situation you know, with this other boyfriend you have, and how does that make your other boyfriend feel, and what does he know? Um, uh, one, I just started dating, um, and so he doesn't, like, we haven't really gotten into any kind of conversation about past relationships or other current relationships, and (laughs) the other guy I'm dating, I'm so tired and angry with right now, tired of and angry with, that, um, we're just not talking. So it's not a problem, is the short answer. (laughs) Um, Do you find that's a pattern for you? Do you get frustrated with boyfriends that you formerly had or sort of look to something new? or? Um, Not in the way that it's playing out now, no. I mean, this is a different type of, like, really fully feeling anger towards someone um, and recognizing what my... Just recognizing that there's something bigger there behind that anger that I've never really played with in relationship before. What do you think it is? Um, it's a whole mix of things. It's, it feels very complicated to talk about right now. <laughs> okay. Greg, you were also talking about the fact that you, know, you, you have a couple girlfriends you go out on dates with and stuff like that. What are the differences when you're with either of them of what you're thinking? I mean, because a number of people out there, they, you know, they have a couple boyfriends, they have a couple girlfriends, they're going out, but at some point they decide, okay, I'm going to be monogamous with this one, one person. Where does that point for you? Because for everybody, it's different. Everybody's like, I can't even go on a date with someone else. Um, so. Yeah, for me, and this is really the first time that I've ever actually done this. For me, it's always been like almost like a, a rule. Fourth, fifth date, if I'm dating multiple people, I make a choice. And, and that's the person that I'm going to choose to be monogamous with from that point, obviously, forward until something else might happen. <laughs> um, and so this is the first time where there's two women that I'm dating. Um, they know each other. They know that I am dating both of them. Um, and it's gotten past that point and, you know, a decision has been made and, um, it's driving me nuts. Um, I'm crazy about both of them and, um, but everything's above board. There's no lying going on. There's no dishonesty. There's no, um, you know, there's no shame around it. And do either of them want to be monogamous with you? Uh, how can they not want to be monogamous with me? <laughs> um, if I was gay, I would be monogamous uh, with you, Greg. I love you too, Sean. Um, at this point, the conversation hasn't gotten to the point where either one of them has said that they do. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens in time. But for right now, it seems like everyone's okay with it except me. <laughs> that was about to say. Yeah. You, were, you were talking about this and talking about how fine they are with it which is you know hard for a lot of people to understand it's hard for me to understand you know 
but as you were talking about it, you were very kind of like, oh my God, yeah. is this happening? Do you, do you feel like you still have to make a choice that you're just not making now? Well, there's, there's, I don't feel like I have to, but there's, there's two aspects to this. First is, and like in the blog post after the first week, one of the things I wrote about was that I don't get jealous. And after a long conversation with Shara, she helped point out to me that I actually do get jealous. Um, so that's one issue of it. And the, and the other part of it is just from a practical standpoint. It's like I want to take the time to really connect with someone to the level that I want to with an intimate partner. And it's like I'm splitting my time. And with working and with hobbies and, and dating, it just can be, from a time management standpoint above nothing else, it's extremely <laughs> difficult. Um, so part of me does want to make a choice from that standpoint. Um, and part of me just feels like I'm getting torn in different directions and it's tough. I'm curious if you put more attention on one of the women and were actually there and more committed to, to you, what do you think would be the outcome? Um, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> do you think the woman would want to get closer to you or do you think they might go in the opposite direction? One of them, I think, would want to get closer to me. The other one would go in the other direction. Um, What's been your experience in the past, say, year or two regarding that? Um, my experience is that the more that I try and get closer to someone and the more that I open up to them and the more that I expose of myself to them, the closer that they want to get to me and the more that they share with me. Um, and that's what kind of brings us closer together. Mm -hmm. so, so are you finding, however, that because you have this thing going on right now where it's limited time with both, that it's almost a safety mechanism for you? That they can't, they can't go beyond a certain point with you? I think it's my own internal thing. It's not like there's a... Okay, Amy, you're shaking your head. <laughs> but I, had, you I, I, you know, had that experience dating someone who's dating a, like... A whole handful of people, literally. <laughs> and it was First of like, all, I can't understand how anybody can do that. So. Well, and it, and it was very much like that. It was like, like, I would get to see this person once, twice a week, and I'd be like, so tell me what you did last week. Like, in the whole four hours we're going to be together. And then, like, that's all we would do was talk about the other relationships and his feelings about it and what the other women were feeling. And it was like... Well, where was actually our time to like connect and go deeper? And on one hand, it was like, oh, maybe that was it, like hearing about his experiences and these other women. But at the same time, it was like, where do we actually come together and and create and build something? And um, there's a certain amount of where's my time, you know, sort and there's sort of my it's more of the selfish aspect that we all have. Well, it's not even like where's my time, but like where is where do you and I just like go to the movies together or go to concerts or like where we're not processing this whole boatload of emotions that get carried around from one relationship to the next? Um, this is interesting for me because I actually was at the same choice that Greg is kind of at right now. And I did choose to actually tell someone that I wanted to take a break and, Part of it was that aspect. And what it was for me was I never felt I could relax around this person. Um, and that was really, really good for me 
in some respects because it had me go deeper into mindful sexuality. I had to stay connected. I had to stay connected on what, what I would consider the most banal conversations. And that requires a lot of effort. And there's almost this fear in me that has me go, well, can I just eat Chinese food and, and watch, watch a movie with someone and just stop the processing, stop the yeah. head from having to go off all the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to talk to uh, Sean, and, uh, Sean and Sasha um, about it being our couple. Under, like, how do you guys deal with you know, one person hanging out with another person, one person going out with another person, the time that that person spends away from you? Um, I think it's interesting when I do spend time with another person other than Sasha, the thing that Sasha really uh, gets jealous of isn't so much if I'm, you know, sexually close to another person, it's actually if I'm just emotionally close. Or if Mm. I'm, like, really good friends with one of her friends, maybe, then (laughs) she gets really jealous. But if I start flirting with one of her friends, it's not as big a deal. I'm curious, um, Sasha, what helped you get to the point where you could be so open? Um... What helped me get to this point? Well, I guess I had a relationship with somebody in high school who stayed at home when I went away to college because he was a year younger than me. And when I was gone, he was pretty much with another girl. And we were in a very clearly stated closed relationship where he wasn't supposed to be hanging out with another girl and he wasn't supposed to be kissing another girl. And he was doing those things. Mm -hmm. And it was really hurtful and took me years to get over. Mm -hmm. And when I walked into one taste and they use the term unconditional freedom Mm -hmm. and the idea of allowing your partner to have whatever they need to have in order to really be who they are, whatever that means, and supporting them through that journey. And I started thinking about this guy that I dated in high school and how beautiful it would have been if I could have understood at 17 what he needed to become who he was and like grow into his adult Mm -hmm. self. And it, it just really gave me an appreciation for how important that is in relationship. And also knowing that if I wanna have the freedom I need to explore, the things I need to explore, and connect with other people in a pers- on a personal level on my own, that I need to allow my partner to do the same things. Oh, that's beautiful. That's, yeah, that, that's, it, it's so interesting because there are probably so many people that have that exact situation where one person is going to college or one person is graduated from college and moves away. And if it's someone you're very close to, you have this, we're going to stay committed, we're going to stay connected. But the reality is that being separated from someone for that length of time, I mean, where is a quote-unquote committed relationship mindful in that? Like where if you're on the phone all the time when you don't have that physical closeness um, to the person and being able, to be, being able to be supportive of them just seeing other people because you're not there but knowing that you still care for each other. Or just like how do you create, how do you keep the partnership going? Like I heard you say like, you know, you just let your partner like do what they need to do. It's like, well, if they, what if they need, what if what they need to do is like not be with you? Then, right. Like, how are they your partner anymore? Right. You know? Well, like, I mean, so that brings up two things. One of one is just to respond to the what if what they need to do is not be with you. If if that's what this person is that I love and care about, if that's what they need to be who they are, why right, should they, they sacrifice themselves for me? If that's, I mean, that could have gone a couple of ways, but I, I also was gonna say. Um, that for me, 
part of the beauty of like allowing them to have the experiences they need to have. It doesn't mean that I don't have feelings and that jealousy about other things besides Sean said, you know, that he has a friendship or an emotional connection that I get jealous about, which is very true. But the jealousy comes up, hurt comes up, anger comes up. Mm -hmm. And as we learn to navigate those feelings together and like talk about the shared experiences that we have with other people and in connecting with other people, it actually helps us get closer. And it oftentimes in the moment doesn't feel that way, but almost always later on. Because you get to know a new aspect of that person. Yeah, and they get to know a new aspect of themselves. But there's so many judgments that come up. I mean, how many people have been in situations where you've dated someone, okay, and you're broken up, and you've been broken up for a while, and all of a sudden they start dating a friend of yours? And I know what I do is I get very jealous. How could you do that to me? You know how much I cared about that. I mean, that's, that's what I used to do. And I don't think that's very dissimilar mm-hmm. from what most people do out there. That, you know, quote, unquote, the bro code or any of these other things of the things you do and do not do. You don't mess with your friends, ex-girlfriends. You don't you know, these things. And yet you care about your friend. You obviously cared about each other because you were in a relationship. Doesn't it make sense that two people you actually care about? Uh, one of the things we talk about here is that one of the, hi- the highest form of connection is friendship. I mean, a lot of people think about it as, you know, you meet, you date, you get engaged, you get married, you have kids, you, you die. But through all of it, friend is really the highest form of connection because... Yeah. They could be girlfriend, they could be wife, they could, they could be, be whatever, but friend is the thing that a lot of us, I think, dismiss a lot when we get into a oh, my girlfriend is my best friend. But then when you and your girlfriend break up, it's amazing how much you dismiss that friendship part when that is really the core mm. of the relationship. It is. So. I totally agree with you. And I think it's a, and again, this is the taste of sex kind of series, but I think <laughs> that the idea of the friendship, I mean, it's, it goes beyond just the kind of one-on-one relationship. It could be a taste of friendship. It yeah. could be a taste of friendship. But I think that, you know, from the work that I've been doing over the last, you know, year and a half, two years or so, I mean, I think it's had as much of a effect on the platonic male relationships that I have with friends as it is with the intimate kind of romantic relationships that I have with people. And that friendship is the same kind of thing there. And I think kind of through all this kind of just want to mention, you know, from the other side of this is that Sean X and I have been really great friends for the last uh, year and a half or so. And we were dating the same person at the same time. And it was that same kind of thing. It was like, you know, I've never even dated. I wanted to kill him. (laughs) No, but you you run into those situations where you run into someone. I think one of the things that people get most confused about is we talk about intimacy, intimacy a lot. And sometimes when people think of intimacy, they go straight to sex. They go straight to intercourse. They go straight to that stuff. As opposed to the intimacy I have with Greg. Now, no offense, I'm putting my hand up there. I am never going to have sex with Greg. <laughs> okay? You know, don't, want to, don't even want to see Greg naked. But it's, it's just one of those things where the type of friendship we have now is just different. I think that through the work a lot of us are doing in mindful sexuality the type of friendships we have, the type of friend bonds we have of how you really are present for your friends out there is different than it used to be. Mm -hmm. I would um, 
Greg reminded me of an experience that I had before I started dating Sean. I was dating someone else at One Taste, and he was also dating another woman who was 10 years older than me. And I felt so threatened. This other woman was like gorgeous and she was smart and she was so cool. And he would tell me these stories about ways he connected with her because he was telling me so that he and I could connect. And I was like, this is bull. Like, this is ridiculous (laughs) because I'm never going to, you know, like, why do I need to know about her? And and I was so jealous. Every time I knew they were together, it would just like erupt through me. and I couldn't handle it. And I was like all this stuff building up inside. And one day I saw her as walking to my car Um, and she lived nearby and we ran into each other on the street and I didn't know if she knew who I was and I went up to her and I said, I'm dating the same person as you. I'd really like to give you a hug because I know that if I connect with you, it'll get easier for me and I need to connect with you and see you as a woman and see you as a person and not see you as this like, um, person on a pedestal that I'm creating you into. And I'm no longer dating the guy, but I'm still very close friends with this woman. Um, and we hang out all the time and we're really connected and it's beautiful. And it came out of intense jealousy and not understanding somebody and not knowing them. And so it's something that really shook me up. I've never had that experience before. Uh, that takes a great deal of maturity, <laughs> maturity yeah. to do that. I'm yeah, very impressed. I, I, yeah, I was, I, don't I, know I, if I'd had, go there. Yeah, I've had several uh, uh, experiences where I just like that woman. I just hate her. She's like the biggest bitch in the world like when I see her I've had a few I had an experience recently where I met this girl and uh, she was seeing the same person I had just seen and I was just like I was it was so funny I was like having this great conversation with her and then all of a sudden I put two and two together and oh my god she just changed from this like gorgeous really uh, amazing woman that I was like hoping maybe we could be better friends to all of a sudden I like just didn't want to talk to her <laughs> but uh, it took it took a lot, um, but I knew I had to do it, and it, mm-hmm. it, it made the world a difference for me. Yeah. So through jealousy, you actually chose to reach out, as opposed to put distance between. And that will lead us up to the break. This is Sean X. We're going to take a slight break for a while for a commercial break, and we'll be back with you in a moment. This is Sean X with One Taste, The Taste of Sex Reality 2.1. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. So Hello. Just before we left for the break, we were talking about Sasha being a more elevated woman than the rest of us for being able to reach out in a period of jealousy and connect with the person that had, was dating one of the people that she had seen. So I think we'll move on from that because I think we're, we're all contracting around the fact that we can't believe that anybody did that because... Everybody else at the table is like, yeah, I'd kill him. Um, <laughs> so, Amy, I want to go to you because uh, in the intermission, you know, I really wish we could broadcast our intermissions for this thing. But in the intermission, you were talking about the new guy that you're seeing, uh-huh. Lawyer Boy. Yeah. So. I don't think it was Lawyer Boy. <laughs> what was it? I just distinguished them because they both have the same name. They both, they both but have he's the not same. a boy, is he? Okay, Lawyer Man. Let's call him the lawyer. The lawyer. So Um, the lawyer is being referenced here. So tell us about the lawyer. So we had a couple of first awkward dates. And we had a first, a good, really first date. Really good first date. And then he um, 
like found out that I was part of One Taste, and I was pretty transparent about it from the beginning. But then he like went online and found out about One Taste and was like, "Whoa, I don't know about this." So was he confronted by the fact that it was just more open talk about sexuality and intimacy? He veiled it as you're really involved in this, and I want some. I like want to give you a lot of time, and I don't know that you have a lot of time to be with me. Already on the first date? Yeah. That's kind of like harsh. three days after our first date. So would it be had the same problem like if you're like an is... avid horseback rider? I mean... <laughs> is this one of your online dates? Yes. Okay. So... Oh, the uh... online dating world. <laughs> so we... Um, so we worked through it and, you know, I was like, okay, you're taking one set of answers to my experience at One Taste and extrapolating them to, like, another part of my life. And I am really interested in getting to know you and we have no idea where this is going to go. So... Now, like, a week and a half later, we've had, like, really amazing dates and, like, super hot make-out. And... Wait a second, wait a second. You said in the beginning we had a couple awkward dates. Yeah. And now you're talking about a week and a half and all these amazing dates. And I'm like, I, just seeing the transition of you is really interesting. And I'm just looking at Greg and Sean. It's like... It, do all women actually converse this way? Or? Can you have an awkward date and then add a really hot makeout and make it a really amazing date? So, <laughs> well, I mean, so awkward date plus hot makeout is amazing date. The thing, the I thing mean, about maybe it okay, is, though, I just that, like, want to know the formula. After that, after like after we had that conversation on the phone, even during that, like what are we, whatever we were doing, arguing, like I was so turned on, like I knew that there was some kind of magnetism there with him because. The arguing was like it wasn't contracted and like uncomfortable. It was really fun. So, anyway, but it's just gotten me to this place of like, do I, what do I want? Like, do I want to be dating multiple people? I really like this person um, and like want to see where it goes. And I want that depth that you guys were talking about. And, and so I just find myself getting scared and then mad and then like, I need to make something else wrong so that I can get what I want, essentially. Okay, sabotage. So, yeah. so, so where do you think your line is? Because obviously say, you know, do I want to date one person? Is How long do you think you could keep this going before you feel like you have to make a choice, or do you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, like, there's what, like, okay, eight dates or, like, three months. Like, I don't know that there's an actual timeline. I think it's more like a felt sense of... I- I'm curious what's um, preventing you from going deeper with him. Nothing. Like, we are going deeper. And then I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Like, I have all of this over here, too. How do I manage my attraction and turn on and connection over there? What's your fear about um, being really um, deeper and intimate, more intimate with her and him and spending more time with him? Um, that I'll have to say no to all that other stuff. What, do you, what is over there, all that other stuff? What are you talking about? One taste, basically. So you feel like you're going to have to make a choice. Is he actually dating, going out on other dates with people? or We haven't even really talked about it. I mean, I don't have a sense that he is because... Have there been any signs that you have to... It's an either or? Like you have to give up? Yeah, kind of. Uh... I mean, the first conversation of like... He was like, you know, it's great that you're involved in that. I'm like, I have no judgment about it, but I don't really see myself... He's, got, but he's, he's a lawyer. How many hours of work does he week, week, week does he work? Whoa. So he has no judgment about it, but he has judgment about it. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I just don't know. That's just not where I'm at right now. Uh, and what do you think that means? I think it means that he's scared. 
yeah. You might want to ask Sean because when we started seeing each other, I was at one taste and he was not at one taste. And I'd be interested to hear his point of view about dating a one taste woman. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a different situation. A uh, lawyer guy is, you know, in, in a stable point in his life and he's happy where he is. But when I was dating you at first, you know, I had just came out of the military and I was looking to change something drastically. And I was open to pretty much anything. So here I am coming with a completely open mind and an idea of changing my life around. And here he is with his life the way he wants it. But the thing about it is, I think that if he wasn't interested in going down that road with me, he would have just been like, see you later. Like, not, not yeah, interested. Yeah, your perception of just because he's a lawyer or something like that, that he has this massively stable life, I know enough lawyers. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I was just touching on how it was like a, a changing chapter in my life. Some uh, of the lawyers live in at one taste. Yeah, true. <laughs> so yeah, so it's a slightly different situation, but, I mean, you still have the same thing of, you know... With people that don't know about this work, don't know about mindful sexuality, don't know about the level of connection that you can have there, there's, there's a lot of assumptions that people have. There's a lot of things that people jump to, or then they'll go online. And Someone here had an, an experience where they came here, and they, they came here with their girlfriend or something like that because it was suggested by one or the other party. And through the work here, they, one of them realized that they really shouldn't be together. And so what happened is the other person went out and wrote some vitriolic thing about it that it's one taste fault. When in reality it was just showing the people what was already there that they were kind of numbing themselves away in front of a TV trying to avoid. So, you know, still when people don't know about it and they're not in there and, you know, most of the courses are you know, completely PG. You know, we're just talking about subjects that, you know, a lot of times people giggle about. You know, it's like, ooh, they mentioned that word. Um, so, I mean, but still the perception of someone who's in this and you're from the outside coming in, it's like, what was your experience? I mean, yes, you were, came to it with an open mind, but it's still coming in. It's like, what is she like? What, what, were, what were your assumptions that Sasha was going to be like or that she did that just turned out not to be true? So, um, I think the assumption that she really knew what she was doing Maybe. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I feel, I feel a little bit of that pressure, though, too. Like, after our makeout the other night, he was like, you are super fun to make Wait, out is like. that what you meant? Like, know what I was doing? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just in general, in, re- in, like, in relationship and sex, and I'm like, like I feel a little bit like there's going to be this, like... Um, I don't know. Just, like, I need to be the really, like turned on one or something and interesting well, i hate to be the judgmental one here but who throws an ultimatum after like the third date i mean that's just like a bad sign it wasn't to an with. ultimatum i really no, didn't... but it's, it's a hinting an ultimatum it's like you're right. saying if you want to be with me you can't have this part of your life that you're so interested in amy i would just add to you um that right now amy's involved in the leadership training program here and she's one of the things i participated in the leadership training program in January, and then I was a teacher's assistant for the leadership training program in the spring, and then um, now you're taking the fall leadership training program. And the benefit for me of the leadership training program, besides any skills that I gained, which were also really helpful, but was um, 
getting to know myself in a really intimate way. And that was really confronting both as a student and a teacher's assistant in the program. Mm -hmm. And when I came home to, to Sean and I said, all this really intense stuff happened here and one taste is great and I'm getting all the stuff and I need to let it out somewhere. It was really hard for him to take. Um, and he's been really vocal about that. That was hard. And I think I was bringing to him like a lot of intensity and not a lot of like, these are also the things that are good, but that's just something Mm-hmm. that's worth thinking about. No, I mean, I have thought about it because it's like, oh my God, am I like, am I settling because this is the more like idealized thing of what I've wanted for myself. And like, I'm shying away from the stuff that's going to like push my edges and boundaries and make me grow. And, or like, is that just some story? Are, in my are, head? are, are, are you like, seeking for what's comfortable? And I'll, I'll ask you a question. If someone gave you sort of an ultimatum like that, and he wasn't a lawyer or a doctor or something that was that idealized version of the life that where you could be comfortable. Oh my God, I can do this and like this, and I don't have to worry about that. Would you still be in this? Would you still be as excited about the new person? Yeah, because I mean, him being a lawyer is like, I mean, I don't think that is really a huge contributing factor to what his personality is. Like, he's. Just pretty awesome. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, when when he brought that up, I was like, okay, you can't kill it before it's even started. Like, there's so much. It felt like there was so much potential there that that's why I was like, wait, 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 wait. Like, you don't even know. It, it, I just heard it as fear. I just heard him being like, oh, my God. Like, this is scary. So it's going to blow me out. Basically. So he mentioned, he mentioned to you that, oh, my God, he was so excited to make out with you because it was so much fun for him. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it was And for you, and for you. Pretty good. But, you know, whereas you've become a lot more in touch with the sensation in your body and connecting to other people and through a lot of the work here of being mm-hmm. more mindful in those make-out situations. And so he was sort of benefiting from that in a way in an odd sort of way it's like you're more very you're, you go into things much more consciously you tend to when you're either going to kiss someone or, mm-hmm. or something like that so has have you equated any of that stuff to the way you've gotten to know yourself better here totally. and you're not and you're not going out of fear you're like you're not with him out of fear yeah so yeah i think so and there is that thing about seeking for comfort like i'm really cognizant of like I don't want to do that. I don't want to like shut down what I want in my life just because it feels so comfortable. And and then what's the dividing line between it feeling comfortable and that feeling really good and it just feeling really good, period. Mm, separating sensation from story of sensation. Yeah, yeah. So, an acquirement. So, Char, you've asked a number of questions, but you've been a little <laughs> silent. Is there, you know, and I think it's partly because you had mentioned that you're really not excited about any relationships and stuff like that. Now, what, what are you looking for? What are you looking at? You hear people, you're, the show, you're, you're on the show, you're, you're, you're talking to people, you're hearing about people with hot makeouts and, oh, my God, yeah. you know, I'm starting to date this other person. And I could, I could sort of feel you over there and you're sinking down going like, when's it my turn? Well... <laughs> Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling a little quiet tonight. <laughs> I'm feeling a little shy. Um, 
So what am I looking for? Is that your... What are you looking for? Uh-huh. You're, you're an extremely attractive woman. There's probably a lot of male <laughs> listeners out there on the podcast. They'll probably see your picture on the website. But, you know, what are you looking for in a man? Mm. In other words, what do you want? Mm. This is this is this, this is, could go on. This, this but... is this is Shara's online dating right. profile. Right. Okay. All right. Well, first of all, I like tall. <laughs> yeah. By the way, like I'm six, gonna two, okay. Six, I'm, three. Okay. I'm gonna stop you right there for no just a second. No, I'm gonna stop it right there. Physical characteristics are fine, but from a guy perspective, I mean, I'm five nine. It seems like the guys here are about the same height, or somewhat. I think Sean's taller, um, but height. As a guy, okay, you can call me fat. I can lose weight. You can you can call me ugly. I can you know work out, do oh, things. Oh, shut up! Already. Okay, no. But the, <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the one thing that a guy can't change is his height. So when a woman sits there and says, oh, "You know, I date you, but I only date guys over six foot," you know, which is really it's another excuse. Yeah. But when you have the height requirement, you know, for guys, especially in the online dating world, you're putting it on there, and you're like. I'm not 6'2". And there's people, well, girl, women that only enter in over 6'2". It's interesting because I went on this journey where I really researched and I researched um, everything that I knew to not be what I was most attracted to because I found that I was in this mold of what I was attracted to. Um, like good looking, tall, built, um, um, accomplished, um, uh, successful or able to make a lot of money, um, beautiful eyes, which I'm still attracted to all of that. So I actually... Um, and this is we're talking about the story from the sensation, and this is actually where I started to actually learn what that meant. That actually I could actually really enjoy myself and really find this sense of internal freedom and fun and deep connection with these people that are out and have um, great um, lovemaking sessions with people that are outside of my my what I had to be as um, my image of the one. So I went on that journey, and so I have a lot of freedom with. Um, with intimacy with different people, but when it comes to what I'm looking for, um, those physical characteristics still stay, still stay. But then there's more. There's a whole deeper level that's really important to me, and it just be, keeps getting more refined um, the older I get. And um, it's this, um, a deep connection, and a lot of it um, sexually is analogous to how people are in real life. Like I had this makeout with. Um, starts with a little T. It's like we go on these rides together where sometimes it's just like really deep, deep, peaceful, heart opening. And then other times it's really like frisky. And, and it's like, he's just like following my energy everywhere. Are you talking about in an ohm or in a sexual um, encounter? This is um, somebody I was recently dating. And um, it actually, the next morning we had an ohm too. So both ways. Yeah. Either way. So but I'm, multi, I'm also, I'm also, I'm also talking like analogous to life too. It's amazing how you know he could come in and see these places I hide, and I'm small and activity partner too. Yeah. I think that's a hot enough thing to leave this episode on. So for all the men out there, if you are tall, good-looking, successful, <laughs> intelligent, eyes. great eyes, well built. Can follow her turn on. Can follow her turn on wherever it goes. And still single. And I really like tattoos on the arm. And too. tattoos, and you have tattoos. Contact Shara. This is Sean X signing off for one taste, a taste of sex reality audio 2.1. Join us next week.